It is I, Darkseid. I command you to listen to the Hozo podcast. Uncover the powers and weaknesses of the Super Friends so that I may destroy them. Aquaman and Superman, Animal Man and Plastic Man, Firestone and Nuclear Man, Batman and Hawkman, 2D Man and Hour Man. Who are all these people, man? They're all part of the DC. Who's who? Ultra Boy and Booster Gold, Lightning Lance and Hippolyta, Phantom Stranger, Hitchcock and Arisia and Woody Winks. Hey, hey, hey. What? What about that one guy? What guy? Mr. Pretzel, Mr. Lipstick, Mr. Mitzelfuzzle? Mr. Mitzi's Pitlick? Yeah, him. He's also part of the DC Who's Who. Who's Who, the definitive podcast of the DC Universe. Available monthly at fireandwaterpodcast.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris, and joining me for this Hack Slash versus Chaos Comics journey, uh, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm also Chris, but I am from EverythingAction.com. And we met at PAX East in 2023, so this year on my panel about Spider-Man uh, video games, terrible and good and bad Spider-Man video games, and I hope to repeat that panel with good and bad Batman games, which I'm quite sure will be very divisive with the audience. Uh, <laughs> wait until they hear what my number one most hated Batman video game is. It's not what they probably think it's going to be. It's not Return of the Joker. It's not, you know, Batman has a lot of bad video games out there, but it's it's definitely something very recent, too. <laughs> uh, it's not Gotham Knights. <laughs> oh, I was thinking that. No, no, that's on the list of terrible games. That's a terrible game, too. I mean, there's no hiding it. That just that just had a broken mechanic fight mechanic system. But no, it's another film. It's another game came out in the 2000s, so we'll have to wait and see for me to... See if the audience loves me or hates me or not, so I digress. Um, we're uh, here to talk about uh, Hackslash versus Chaos Comics, uh, issue number two. But Chris, what was your exposure to Hackslash? Uh, my exposure to Hackslash uh, first was a crossover with Army of Darkness, where Kathy Hack just bumps into Ash, and then they team up, and they do their thing, and, you know, they bicker. Um, and I didn't know she was a character from a completely different line. I thought that's something that just Dynamite had and did not know, like, the history at all. Oh, so you uh, you thought she was created for that story. Something like that, yeah. Just because I was like, oh, they're just kind of, like, in the time frame of the story, it's just Ash bumping into, like, a modern-day, like, you know, girl, and... Just from her attire versus his attire and his, like, look, uh, I was like, oh, they, they need something that's, like, similar but different. And it, it was fun to me. Like, And then now knowing, like, how more complex of a character she is, it, it's like, yeah, like, it's a good intro if you do happen to have a crossover. Like, crossover comics for Hackslash are pretty good just because they they give you just enough. And then if you're curious, like, and then it allows you to read more. And then, you know, the crossovers don't really go so deep where it's like you're missing highlights, um, like, lore that's happening in the crossover events. Like, sometimes it doesn't, 
you know, like, so it's just an easy, like, one, one-off story. Like, The Army of Darkness has no bearing in anyone's, like, canon. No, it doesn't. So that, that's why it's like, oh, like, to learn that sort of this is canonical. Like, this kind of event is, like, something that they consider, like, to carry on the other stories. And where did you, uh, how did you find out about Chaos Comics and those characters, not including, obviously, Lady Death, who's not included in this uh, big fight? Instead, we have Lady Hell, I think her name is, um, created by Tim Seeley. I think it was this. Like, I I think, um, later on, I learned about Purgatory, like, one of the characters. Yeah, she's on the cover with Cassie, this issue, uh... They're kind of floating above one's float. She's floating in the air, and Cassie's about to get ready to fight. And then one where it looks like Cassie's going to kiss her in the neck. I, I don't understand that cover. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's got the knife to her neck or whatever, and it looks like she's about to make out with her and kiss her neck. And I'm like, I get Cassie is uh, bisexual, swings more with women, it seems, sometimes. But um, I I don't I didn't quite understand the, the cover. I, I'll have to ask him about it sometime. I mean, that, that's a tip and ass kind of, like, ad, you know, like, to get people horny teens into thinking this is going to be way more. I guess so, yeah. Maybe it's just like, oh, these two chicks are going to make out, this devil chick and this goth chick. Uh, spoiler alert, no one makes out. No, I mean, honestly, making out in comics is not hot. Uh, sorry, yes, naked pictures are, are attractive, but two characters make out in a comic book is not attractive. In a movie, sure, maybe, but... Not in a comic book. It's just a, it's just a still image of two people kissing. Yeah, I know. Even if they're two women, it's just that is. It's just it's just it an art page. To be very passionate. It just no, like the artist got lazy. Right. I mean, I think you could draw. Obviously, you can draw sex scenes, and it can be very passionate and very erotic and and stuff or whatever and however that will make you feel, depending on whatever your sexuality is. But uh, I digress. Uh, but two people kissing or about the neck. It's. That, I'm like, okay, it's just part of the story, I guess. Uh, uh, but, speaking of the story, you have a plot synopsis for issue two. I do. Uh, this is my first time trying to summarize. Uh, such a, like, wild intro of characters, because this is something that, um, that like, I, I think up to this point, they only introduced just evil Ernie and... Now they're trying to expand and introduce Purgatory, so they really try to paste it in this one. So, I right. let me get started. Yep. Okay. So, at this point in issue two, the drug splitter has been talked about, but we haven't seen it. And it turns out that the drug splitter is something that Purgatory, this Egyptian goddess and demonic being, um, contains in her personal collection uh and it's something that vlad and cassie are asked to obtain in order to bring balance and send undead spirits back to the underworld and this is something that is request or uh asked by their third companion voodoo child who is now leading them to Purgatory's location. However, the uh, just among Purgatory's collection happens to be a Roach Queen mummy hanging out in her store. And sensing that Cassie and Vlad and Voodoo Child are unwelcome guests, attacks them. And it is during this time that 
purgatory, just hears a bunch of rumbles in her basement, happens to find this fight unfold and starts unleashing her blood whip uh, and whips Cassie up while the Roach Queen is fighting uh, Vlad and Voodoo Child. Voodoo Child, with her powers, conjures up a, a fire which sets the Roach Queen completely ablaze and angering Purgatory. During this time, Vlad is able to recover from his massive blood loss that he just is able to stand back up and grabs a dog splitter and splices Purgatory in half from completely from head to crotch. Yeah. Uh, at this point, the Chosen, the Chosen have picked up on the scent of where Vlad and, and Cass and Voodoo Child would have been and end up uh, discovering a very dead purgatory in her shop. So with no other leads, uh, Chastity, the leader of the Chosen, draws some of her blood to give to purgatory to resurrect her. Uh, during this time, Lucifer, thinking that Cassie and Vlad are working too slow, speeds things up on their journey by conjuring the spirit of Cassie's mother, Delia, back so that she can help do his bidding. And on that, it ends. A uh, couple things to point out real quick. The uh, the splicing of uh, Purgatory is so badly drawn, in my opinion. Um, and I like Sealer's artwork. But, unfortunately, he has declined to come on the show, uh, not just because he doesn't speak English. Um, he would have to uh, uh, do a typed-out interview because he only types in um, English. Uh, he's uh, from Brazil. He hasn't had any mainstream work since this miniseries came out. Tim Sealy or the artist? No, see the artist, uh, uh, the artist of this book. Sealer. Sealer, okay. Yeah, he has not had any mainstream comic book um, work since this book was finished. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Like there are some good scenes and some really great like character designs. Right, uh, but do you think this uh, this series really kind of like hurt his career? And he doesn't, it, it, from what I've gotten from little I've gotten from him, he doesn't feel like it's his best work and it's definitely reflected by the fan reaction to it, which, which I've read some comments online about like what I just said, like, like the splitting scene or whatever, it just doesn't like it, 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 you look inside her body and she does like no organs or anything whatsoever. Um, oh yeah. It's like a clean, like dissection that you would see in a textbook. Right. Um, I I like some of his stuff, but I agree some of his stuff is a little wonky. Um, I don't understand his his like commissions that he's doing on his Twitter page are phenomenal. I think I think he does some character designs really well, but sometimes just the paneling is 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 kind of a mixed bag, and I don't understand. I would love to have to talk to him about it and just be like, hey, what do you have to say about this? You know, what's your, you know, what was uh what was happening? Was it a rush? What was it? Um. And uh, I hope he gets work again someday. But right now he's just doing commissions, um, so it's it's kind of unfortunate. So if you want a commission from him, go on to his Twitter and hit him up for one. And you know, uh, again, I think his character design sometimes is is really good. He's I've seen like I've seen like dozens and dozens of various X Men characters and Avengers and other horror characters, mostly women, um, and I, I think they look really good. This this biker dude who shows up at the very beginning kind of reminds me of uh, the the biker guy uh, bounty hunter that Cassie had hung out with in the Son of Sam Hain miniseries a little bit. 
Um, but uh, we also, you mentioned uh, Evil Ernie a little bit. Evil Ernie and Cassie had met previously in the Evil Ernie Hackslash crossover. Um, in fact, like a lot of the Chaos characters kind of spawned out of Evil Ernie because it was Evil Ernie first and then Lady Death. Purgatory is a character that I never really got into um, that much in the old Chaos, uh, sorry, yeah, Chaos comic book days, uh, which was the company Brian Polito owned. But uh, I did heavily get into Chastity. Chastity was my go-to. When I discovered who she was, I went on a serious hard mission request to get every single appearance of her, uh, every single book that she had herself, uh, which was basically several miniseries one-shots, uh, a few crossovers, but a lot of one-shots. Um, and then it ended with Chastity Reimagined, which was part of a line of books they did, last one-shots they did, where they reimagined the, the characters and alternate different histories. Chastity was aboard, like, a pirate ship um, back in, like, Victorian era or something like that. And that was her reimagined one-shot book. And that was the last we ever saw of the Chastity character before the big Armageddon event that pretty much ended the uh, Chaos Coffin. Chaos comic book universe and locked up Lady Death in a tomb until Coffin Comics resurrected her his way. Gotcha. Uh, but Chastity would get her own, get two miniseries over in this universe, the Di the Dynamite Comics universe, um, and the Chaos characters would have their own book, which was written by Tim Seeley, um, and uh, they would be a also Chaos Comics characters versus Alice Cooper, uh, where they basically, Alice Cooper, yes, he's the rock star Alice Cooper, but he's also some kind of like mythical uh, figure, not necessarily God, but some kind of like mythical supernatural figure with, with powers that they have to stop. I think I saw the toy of that recently. So like Alice Cooper, like Todd McFarlane had a Alice Cooper toy. Yeah. There, there's been a, a few of them. Uh, there's a great yeah. one plate. There's a great splash page. I would love, you know, God, I would love the original artwork for this of uh sealer drew of purgatory. I think that looks phenomenal where she's standing there with her sword and her loincloth and black bra um, something about all these girls just just wearing bras, and that's it. That's their costume. Is kind of funny. Yeah, uh, they definitely show skin in this. Just anytime it's convenient. Skin to win. Like, no one is like only the only person who's really ready for battle is Cassie and Chastity. Like they they're the only ones wearing like proper clothes. Everyone else is wearing rags. Right. Um, even Chastity is like you know just in basically like a thong and a bra. <laughs> oh, she, yeah. She's basically wearing the traditional sexy vampire outfit. I it's 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 so funny because I mean that was her look as well as like in the chaos books, and I was never always the biggest fan of it. But uh, you know sometimes she would wear other outfits that I thought looked really cool. Um, I uh, like this character with the tattoos at the uh, Sahara Night Gallery store. That um, is actually, uh, uh, I guess, supposed to be Purgatory in Disguise. And she, I guess, I don't really know how you would draw somebody from Egyptian descent. I'm assuming you would just kind of draw them with tan skin uh, and black hair. Uh, but Ch uh, Purgatory is Egyptian, even though she's got like r like bright red skin because she's like a demon or, or something. Uh, she's actually from like, her origin story goes all the way back to like ancient Egypt. Yeah, it's like Mesopotamia era. Yeah, so it's, you know, uh, it's kind of like uh, people forget, like, you know, when Oscar Isaac, who, um, I, I, I don't know, what is Oscar Isaac's descent? Is he Hispanic? He's mixed. Okay, so he's a mixed, he's a mixed race. He was cast as Apocalypse in the X-Men Apocalypse movie. I was like, really? <laughs> I, I thought he was like Latino mix with something else. That just doesn't, I don't know. <laughs> 
you, you couldn't no, find a, a brown actor, brown or black actor to play Apocalypse. Maybe I know they're going to be under like makeup and stuff, and Apocalypse doesn't necessarily have like brown skin in the comics. I mean, if you unearth Apocalypse from his like exosuit, which is like apparently what that thing is, he's like this shriveled up, mummified looking thing. <laughs> It's the, it's the facial structure that you know you can pin, you can sort of group and yeah it this though they're just like they didn't go that deep into that because they're just like check out this hot girl yeah like okay and you could call her like she could be anything and you're like I'm fine the cockroaches you know? all over everyone's disgusting especially when she licks Cassie and she's got the cockroaches and I'm just like <coughs> cockroaches are gross yeah oh man that. Mummy Queen is such a it's a it's very like it's a very like flexible character. If you needed to be a villain or a hero, like it's a disgusting hero, but like she's just there. Like it's not even like she's a villain. She just happens to live in this basement. Right. It's also really funny to see uh, uh, Purgatory in a white panties and bra or white with a blue tint or something like that, considering. <laughs> It's not exactly normal wear for her. I mean, it's like mostly like black, but I guess the maybe they didn't color it. I don't know. It's just an odd look. Yeah, and it's like this is her um, own turf, so she could have transformed into anything. She could have went into a closet. You know, it was just like she had time to change, and this is what she went with. Right. Um, Cassie's uh, fishnets get shredded, and I do like the fact that they're just like little pieces of like like lines on her body throughout the you know when it happens, which is a good detail by uh, Sealer. Yeah, I mean, Cassie's still human, even though she is sort of like a supernatural killer. She still is vulnerable to things. Correct. Um, and she the, doesn't have a lot of clothes to wear. The reason why Chastity is resurrecting Purgatory is because Purgatory has promised that uh, she would bring back her family. And her family was killed when she was turned into a vampire. Now, in the original origin story, she actually runs away from her family to join, to be a roadie in a rock band in the 70s. You know what I mean? Back when the 70s rock band era was like exploding in London. Uh, punk rock and stuff like that. And she gets found by a vampire that's like gross, and I mean grossly overweight looking vampire that looks like the clown from Spawn as a vampire, if you can imagine. You know, you don't see a lot of fat vampires. No. 